just let you know ahead of time, I've got quite a few scriptures tonight. So you may want to write some of them down and look them up later. I don't know if I'll take the time to go to each one of them. In fact, I will probably look at my notes most of the time instead of flipping back and forth. So um, let's go to the Lord in prayer before we begin. Father, I just come to you right now. And Lord, I just turn everything over to you and ask you to take charge. Lord, I ask that you just move upon me and these people tonight, that your Holy Spirit would be in this place, Lord. We already feel your presence here, but God, we seek the anointing right now. We ask that you send your holy anointing upon us, Lord. Father, help me to speak as I ought to speak. Lord, help me say the things you want me to say tonight. And Lord, let it be fruitful for the people that are here. And God, I just ask that you empower these people. Lord, not only for tonight, but Lord, as we go forward into our service for you, Lord, I ask that you just begin to minister to these people and raise up a a people that are willing to serve you in a mighty way, Father. Lord, let this word be the beginning of that tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of the message tonight is The Anointing. And you know, I like to keep things real simple. I don't like anything to be complicated. I believe that's the way the gospel is presented to us. It's it's real simple. Anybody can understand. And I believe that's the way God would have it to be. You know, you don't have to be some kind of scholar to understand what Jesus did for you on the cross and accept Him as your Savior. It doesn't take a mathematician or rocket science scientist to, to figure this stuff out. That's how God designed it. He made it so easy. So where I want to go tonight, I told you this was about the anointing. You know, we all understand what the Holy Spirit is. We understand that God sent the Holy Spirit as a comforter to be with us after Jesus left us. But you know, just having the Holy Spirit is not the end-all, be-all. You know, when when you get saved, you receive the earnest of the Holy Spirit, which is just this little bit, this little promise. A little taste of what is to come. In order to be effective in your work for God, in order to do the to be able to work the way God would have you to, and to be a, a an effective tool for Him for His kingdom, you need to operate under the anointing. I couldn't be up here and do what I do without the anointing. Listen, I've tried. <laughs> and it's, it is not only a waste of my time, but everybody else's. Because it's a flop. But when you're operating under the anointing, the things that you say, the things that you do, think of the best way to put this. Well, let me just, let's just start reading Scripture and we'll get into it. All right. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, 
and his yoke from off of thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Now remember what we just said. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6. Zechariah 4 and 6. Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So here's two different scriptures. One that says that the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. And another that says it's not by might or by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So those two scriptures work together. They tell you that that any sort of bondage, any sort of hindrance that may be upon you can be destroyed because of the anointing. And it also tells you that it's not by might, which may also be wealth. It's not by power, which may not be just physical power, but but political power, uh, power among men. It's not by those kind of things, but it's by my Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, that those things are done. That you can accomplish what it is God has for you to do. And see, that's not complicated. That's real easy. And, you know, a lot of people would question the fact of whether that is even applicable to today. But it is. And we'll get into that in a minute. And some of you may may say, well, I don't feel like I'm even able to go preach to somebody. My answer to that is probably you're wrong, but if that's the way you feel, then surround yourself with people that are. You see, because obviously not everybody's called to pastor church. Not everybody's called to lead singing. There's all these different things that you can do. But the thing is, is that when you operate under the anointing, no matter what you do, it's going to be fruitful. So don't get uh, hung up on the, the circumstances of whether you can preach to somebody or not. Because, see, that's not the only way you can reach somebody for the kingdom of God. Whatever work it is you do, when it's done under the anointing, those things work together to further the kingdom. So let's don't get hung up on what your position is. The Word says that everything we do, we should do it as unto the Lord. That's just another reason to be part of a, of a church. Because see, when we unite together, and the things we're doing, we're working under the anointing, we're going to be that much more effective because we complement each other. That Our different characteristics, you know, greatly enhance the power of the other. First Corinthians two and fourteen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. 
Y'all ever feel like you have trouble hearing from God or understanding His Word or understanding what it is God would have you to do in a situation? Well, ask yourself or think back to that time and I have to wonder because I, I know I've been in the same place. I've done the same thing. Is it because you were operating in the natural during that time instead of operating in the Spirit? You know, there's a whole lot of times in my life that, that I have tried to do what I thought was right and it just seemed like nothing I tried worked. But it was because I was operating in the natural. In my natural understanding, I was trying to push something through. But when I operate in the Spirit, you know, the Word tells us in many places to walk in the Spirit. Live in the Spirit. See, that anointing, just like we read the first verse, breaks every yoke. And those, those things that hinder you, that seem to weigh you down, that seem to be an obstacle to you, can be destroyed just because you operate in the Spirit. And when you're operating in the Holy Spirit, the, the anointing is upon you, God can speak to you and, and say things to you that you won't hear or understand working in the natural. And that's what this, this Scripture is speaking to. It says the natural man can't understand the things of the Spirit. Acts 10, 38. <clears throat> How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now look, this ain't just a play on words, y'all. How God anointed. See, Jesus operated under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He didn't just operate in the fleshly power. See, He was flesh. He was, he was just as much human as any of us are. But He was more than that. Jesus understood what it meant to operate under the anointing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with Him. Imagine that. Operating under the anointing, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Man, that sounds an awful lot like what we're supposed to be doing. Now, if we are supposed to be doing that kind of stuff, don't that tell you that we ought to be operating under the anointing? Because, you know, you've heard this many times, if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. If that's what was required before He stepped out, that's where I ought to be doing too. Before I start getting my hands involved in, in trying to help somebody, I better make sure I'm operating in the anointing. I better make sure my steps are ordered by God. I know this is more of a Sunday school lesson tonight, but that's okay. John 16, verses 7 and 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. 
It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Look at verse 8. When he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The Holy Spirit is the one that does the convicting. The Holy Spirit is the one that draws somebody. So I want you to remember the next time you take it upon yourself to start witnessing to somebody. It won't do a bit of good if you're not operating under the anointing. Because see, if the Holy Spirit is not involved, those words are falling on deaf ears. Because if the Holy Spirit's not drawing them and opening their ears to hear, what did we say? What did we read a while ago? The natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is at work, and you begin, see, sometimes it don't even matter what you say. When the Holy Spirit works, they will get what they need out of it. You understand that? There's a reason why I don't spend a whole lot of time preparing my sermons. You know, anybody can sit down and spend a week or two writing things up and make them sound nice. But if the Holy Spirit ain't in it, it don't matter. If the Holy Spirit is not there to to do the convicting and the reproving and speaking to somebody's heart, opening those doors of understanding, it don't matter how good it sounds. It's just going to blow right past them. But when the Holy Spirit's working, man, just you can just sit down and talk to somebody in simple terms and lay something out for them, give them a little bit of the Word here and there, and the Holy Spirit will open up their understanding and begin to tug at their heart, and something happens. You see, the Holy Spirit breaks the yoke. The Holy Spirit is how you're empowered. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by His Spirit. It's not by your natural understanding. It's through the Spirit that these things get done. You know what that tells me? It tells me we must have the anointing. We must have the Holy Spirit working in our life on a daily basis. If we're going to do anything for God. I don't really know how else to say that. Must have the anointing. He's the only one. The Holy Spirit's the only one that can that can break somebody's heart down to the point they'll receive something. He's the only one. Jesus didn't do anything in his ministry till he was baptized and the word said the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. 
He told the disciples when he rose back to heaven, he said, you tarry here in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. Don't make another move. You stay right here. Do you think they was ready to go out and do something? I don't know, y'all. I think they wanted to. I guarantee you, see, they may not have been ready, but they thought they was ready. I guarantee you they was chomping at the bit, ready to go do something. Man, they were fired up. Look at all the stuff they just saw. Man, Jesus rose from the dead, walking around, talking with them, sat down eating with them. Y'all remember, y'all don't know, maybe y'all read it. There was a, a time after Jesus rose from the dead that the graves just burst open. People just came back to life. I mean, just, man, they saw amazing stuff. And Jesus tells them, look, you need to go into all the world and preach the gospel. I guarantee you they were ready to go. But he said, wait until you receive power from on high. Why? Didn't they have enough enthusiasm? It ain't got nothing to do with enthusiasm, does it? Didn't they have enough excitement? And, and didn't they have the resources and the people got together? To, couldn't they do this? No. See, it don't matter how big your church is. It don't matter how much money you got sitting in the bank. It don't matter how much nice equipment you have and, and all of the the things in the world that you can imagine that would make it go so much easier, none of that matters if you don't have the anointing. See, with the anointing, you can take one little person and put them over here, and God will use them in a mighty way. Without the anointing, you can spend $10 million and fill up a stadium, and nothing will happen. If the Holy Spirit is not there to begin to woo people and draw them in and, and do the work that needs to be done. See, I'm just a tool. I'm just an instrument. I, man, I pray that all the time. God, just use me. Use me. However, whatever you want to do, just use me. I'm, a, I'm your tool. That's the kind of heart we got to have, y'all. But we, what we've got to focus on is the anointing. We have got to... Look, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, you come get with me, let's sit down and discuss it until we understand it. It's not complicated. I'm not, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel like you're stupid. I'm really not. This is not a complicated subject. I know it has some sort of kind of mystery about it. But it's real easy. It's real easy to understand. I'll be more than happy to help somebody understand more. Because, see, I want everybody here to operate under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I want when everybody, when somebody, you come in contact with somebody tomorrow, I want you, I want you to feel the Spirit come upon you and begin to speak to them. Man, I've tried it both ways. And there ain't but one way I want to do it. I've tried it both ways, and I'm going to tell you all right now, I will run somebody off if I try to do it on my own. I sit there and just fumble over words and can't think of nothing to tell them. And, but when I 
and walking in the Spirit like I'm supposed to. See, this is, the, this is my biggest problem. Is I spend so much time not walking in the Spirit the way I ought to. So then when the opportunity arises, I'm not ready. Spiritually, I'm not ready. But if I was walking in the Spirit like I should be, and the opportunity came up, oh man, the, the anointing's already there. You just got to speak it. Make yourself available and He'll do the work. Other than that, I'm trying to remember everything I can see. The Word tells us that the Holy Spirit will bring those things back to your remembrance when you need them. But He can't do that if you're walking in the flesh. He can't do that when you're hindering the Holy Spirit in your life through whatever means, because you don't want Him to, because you've got sin in your life, because you just don't want to be that close to God, whatever it is, He can't do those kind of things. And that's why people today look at this Word and they say, well, the Holy Ghost is not for us today. Because they have never seen it at work in their life. So it must not be real. It must be something that went away. Yeah, it went away because you're walking in the flesh. It went away because you don't invite Him in. He ain't going to stand there and knock forever. I'm not trying to beat y'all up tonight. I really ain't. But like I told you the past couple sermons, it takes change. We have got to change. Man, I don't know about y'all. Maybe y'all don't have the kind of struggles I have. I don't know. But I've got to change. Every time I turn around, I look and say, God, there's one more thing I found. I've got to get rid of it. I've got to change it. You'd think, well, Ain't you closer to God than you used to be? Well, yeah. But you know what? The closer I get, the closer I want to be. The closer I get, the more little things I see that are problems. Other people may look at it and say, well, that ain't no big deal. Well, it is to me. The Word tells me that for the him that knoweth to do good and do it not, to him it's sin. And see, when the Holy Spirit convicts me and tells me, that's not good. That's not right. I have to change. I have to change. Otherwise, I'm hindering the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. I'm hindering the anointing. So you ask yourself a question. Where do you stand? Is the anointing working in you? Are you walking in the Spirit? I'm going to keep asking you all that. I'm going to keep asking you. I don't know about y'all's last week, but mine was pretty rough. I had to keep telling myself, Kevin, you're supposed to be walking in the Spirit. Kevin, you're supposed to be walking in the Spirit. Kevin, you're supposed to be walking in the Spirit. I'd catch myself about to do something in the flesh. And you know, I actually, in terms of 
not sinning and things like that. I actually had a good week in terms of that, but it was a battle, let me tell you. It was a battle every day. What does that tell us? You know, I told you this morning that the, 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 the people around us are in a life or death struggle. Man, we think about ourselves a whole lot, don't we? See, I spent a large portion of this past week thinking about myself and not walking in the flesh, walking in the Spirit. But you know, there comes a, that sounds good. Sounds like I'm doing the right thing. But I'm going to tell you what you missed if that's what you're thinking. What you missed is I spent the whole week keeping Kevin straight. I spent the whole week making sure I was doing what I was supposed to do, walking in the Spirit. Now here's the problem with that. If I'm spending all that time focusing on myself, keeping myself walking in the Spirit, I, don't, I, can't, I ain't got nothing left to help somebody else with. If I'm having to spend all my time and energy and effort just keeping myself on that straight and narrow, I can't help nobody else. So you see, there comes a point in your life where you've got to say, I'm going to keep walking in the Spirit. And I'm going to get that other stuff out of the way and quit going back to it. Because see, there comes a time as you make yourself do this and you walk in the Spirit and it becomes a habit to you, not just something that you have to force yourself to do, then you can start looking and focusing on other people and other things, and praying for people, and thinking about them, being concerned about them, instead of looking at yourself. But it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. Those people are in life and death struggles. If we don't do something, they're going to hell. We don't need to be spending our time focusing on us. we got to get that behind us. We got to get our set. Listen, this is the time to, to you know, there's a, there's a term, a phrase that people use, and I don't know how far back this goes. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you hadn't. But when you see a, a guy not doing what he's supposed to do, somebody will look at him and say, Man, you need to man up. That means you need to quit acting like you're a little kid and grow up. Do what you're supposed to do as a man. See, that's what we need to do as Christians. We need to get past that baby stuff. Like Paul said, get off the milk and get on some meat. Get that stuff behind. Look, I'm including that. I'm including myself in this, okay? We've got to get that stuff behind us so that we can move forward to help other people. If we spend all of our time focusing on us, it don't matter if we're walking in the Spirit because all... Our attention is focused on us. So it takes, it takes a lot of effort. But you've got to fight to get to those other people. You've got to get all the, all the hindrances out of your life 
so you can then move forward and start helping those people that are fighting for life and death. That's why you need the anointing. That's why you need the anointing. 